Central Florida, this is Dr. Simone alongside Dr. Samuels and Dr. Wilkerson. Join us every Friday at 7.35 p.m. for Central Florida Education Pioneers. You do not want to miss this. Are you looking for a trucking company who can fill your delivery and logistic needs in and around Central Florida? Well, SNA Delivery and Logistics is here for you. This is a small black-owned company who delivers on time and looks forward to creating delightful experiences for you. They will ensure that their prices will be affordable and negotiate to meet your needs. Call SNA Delivery and Logistics, 407-719-1020. Well, good evening, Central Florida. This is Dr. Amanda Wilkerson, and I want to welcome you to another edition of the Central Florida Education Pioneers. Um, tonight's going to be a really revelatory yeah. conversation, and I'm really excited about it because, as you know, COVID-19 has really sent shockwaves around the nation. Uh, residents have braced for the fallout of this pandemic, and to date, hundreds upon thousands of Americans all across 50 states are either constricted with the virus or worse, lives have been shattered because of the untimely deaths of loved ones suddenly stricken by this by failed respiratory system. So in the world of education, the pandemic has closed down more than 13,000 school districts and multiplied thousands of post-secondary institutions. In particular, in Central Florida, uh, between Orange County, Seminole County, and Osceola County, and all of the universities, UCF, Valencia, uh, Rollins College, approximately half a million Learners wow. are physically away from school. So the new normal is millions of students in both K-12 and higher education are resigned to remotely access instructional knowledge through what I'm calling the new age of click and connect. Overall, the nation's system is going about its normal daily lives, but tonight we're going to talk about what will happen after COVID. Oh, yeah. So let me go ahead and allow um, our wonderful co-hosts to introduce themselves. <laughs> All right, and I am Dr. Simone. I am I am excited. I know Dr. Um, Amanda Wilkerson discussed this topic with us last week and we were like, let's go because this is a topic that definitely matters to all of us, whether we are K through 12, higher education, learners, scholars, professionals, this topic tonight is for you. No, let me correct myself. It is for us. Yes, so I am ready to go, and I cannot wait to hear what our callers have to say tonight, our Instagram and Facebook followers. Let's go. Let's type your question, share your comments and thoughts, because we're ready to listen to you, and I'm sure you are ready to listen to us as well. Okay, Dr. Simone is in the house. Hey. <laughs> but also we have Dr. Shelley. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, She's acting all shy and innocent. Uh-uh. That's my, that's my in the morning teacher voice <laughs> um, until about midday, then it changes. So um, I'm Dr. Samuel. Thank you so much for the people on Instagram who've been coming and supporting us for the last three weeks. We so appreciate you. The people on Facebook, we appreciate you so much. Um, and we thank you so much. Again, my name is Dr. Samuels, and I'm a K-12 teacher, and I'm here. 
to represent all of the K-12 teachers that are doing it, keeping your students alive, keeping your uh, children alive during the day while mm -hmm. we distance learn. So um, I appreciate you guys. I thank you so much for supporting yes, we all do. of us. It's a rainy day, but we're going to have a wonderful show for you. Of course, definitely. So here's what I really want to get um, out of the gate. Can we, can we, what kind of education system do you see us having after this whole thing? Would we even be able to go back to normal? Ugh. What's normal? Good question. Because <laughs> my normal is now waking up in the morning thinking about um, how, how am I going to support my family? Um, in what ways can I support the students that mm -hmm. I'm teaching, right? And I find myself more or less concerned about their safety and well-being, and I'm questioning every day, is this the normal for teaching, where learning is really coming secondary to everyone's well-being? So mm -hmm. what say you all? Well, uh, that's a good question, Dr. Simone. What is normal? I think we are going to all we are all going to have to correct our minds um correct our thinking mm -hmm. and maybe correct is not the right word but adjust make adjustments mm, i like that yeah so whatever it is that we think normal should look like it won't right as a k-12 teacher i still haven't a clue when we're going to be going back to school and when we do go back what does that look like mm. today we got a call saying okay we understand you want to pick your things up your personal items we'll get back at you. We're thinking about it as well. So what does that look like, right? My normal class day would be, you know, 7.15, start class. And, you know, a teacher's day never really ends. But, yeah. you know, the traditional time mm -hmm. for to be in a institution, institutional hours are, you know, 7.15 to, say, 3 o'clock, right? Now I feel like my hours are <laughs> 7.15 to 11 p.m. So mm -hmm. that's my new normal. Um, what it looks like going forward, I haven't a clue. It's interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, when I heard the topic and the questions, I, I had to stop and process for a while mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I try not to be controversial. I try not to ruffle any feathers as much, um, maybe once or twice we per day. <laughs> Every now and then. I mean, because in reality, and, and I'm going to let you go back to your point, yeah. in reality, I think that the new normal is to be innovative. The new mm -hmm. normal is to be radical. The new normal is to say that, Black people have experienced what I think is a pandemic since our existence here. A pandemic, if you put a P in front of endemic, it's just a passport. It goes around the world. And so we've had a, a passport when it comes to social injustice. We've had a passport when it comes to degradation. And so while it may be new to deal with this mm. new um, experience with the coronavirus, we really know how to, to work through difficulty and we've been innovative with it. So go ahead, go ahead. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I, when I'm asked a question, what's um, normal or you know what's socially acceptable, I always think, okay, what should things look like and be like? Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking about, okay, what's normal? What have, what are we, what are we used to doing? The the same old, you know, compliant um, um, things we're doing. We're complacent. We're comfortable. This is a time where, unfortunately, this has happened and, and lost, lives have been lost. Things have been uprooted. Things have changed. Mm -hmm. And we have those who are our essential workers on the front line doing so much. But when we are finished, what are, who is going to step up and yeah. step out and then make That's a change? It. So when we talk about normal, no, forget, forget that. Forget it. what is it's that? about making a change and make that change matter. And we could even break it down a little bit further into different subgroups because 
what does normal look like for families, mm -hmm. um, for individuals, for the black youth going to the store with masks on, right? right? Because coming in here with a mask, coming on. in here mm -hmm. with a mask, right? What does that? Look? We could break that down right. um, more, more, more than we have time for tonight. Right. But you know, that's a really solid question. Definitely, um, the norm is going to be awareness. More Absolutely. And Absolutely. And we're going to take your calls in just a second, but I want to give you the phone number while we, while we dive into the next question and get you, get, get you guys start thinking about our topic. And we want to hear your voices. Absolutely. So 407-894-1680. That's 407-894-1680. Let's listen to now. Listen now. We have to step up and step out. We have to not be a bystander when it comes to matters that concerns us. And we have done that for far, far too long. So pick up the phone, dial in, go onto our Facebook or our Instagram and begin to share. Let your voices be heard. Yeah, and I think one of the most important things as we're lifting our voices is to understand that as a people, we exist because of the possibilities that we've worked through. Uh, one of the things that I'm really forcing myself to focus on, and Central Florida, as you're listening to this conversation, the reason why I wanted to have it is because we can spend all day talking about oh, yeah. what doesn't work. We can spend all day talking about um, all of the trouble that's going to come as a result of this. I read today that Orange County has sadly decided that they needed to cancel uh, graduation, and they'll be joining institutions like UCF <laughs> and doing a virtual one. And I'm heartbroken for high school students who didn't get a chance to go to their proms, um, who won't oh, yeah. be able to do um, graduation. But also, it's giving me the strength to think about what are some of the solutions there that we, we can have. And I can tell you right now, the mindset is we can't do this alone. You know, for so long in education, we've operated in silos, K-12 versus higher education, the researcher versus the practitioner, the administrator versus the politician. If we're going mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. make change, we're going to have to do this together. Great point right there. And it's funny because I, I think um, we all, well, myself and Dr. S um, Shelley and Dr. Wilkerson, we read um, the governor's um, oh, yeah. governor's reopening uh, task force information. And, you know, for those of you who have not read that, uh, we're going to post that link on our Facebook and Instagram page because our one of our very important motto and, and value and mission is to make sure that we educate our audience. Not to say you're not educated, but we want to bring awareness to you. Let me change that. Yeah. Bring awareness to matters that concerns us, you know, and, and we strongly believe that knowledge is power. You know, and, and, and we have a voice and we have the power to well, make let me, changes. Let me ask you this question, Shelly. What was wrong or wh what do you want to say about the task force? Because we can give them that information. But what do we want to bring their attention to when it comes to um, the governor's task force? And, and again, I think as uh, critical scholars, mm -hmm. we know how to critique, but we also know how to say, OK, this is a challenge for us true. in That's terms true. of practice. I mean, I am vehement in my um, my idea that they're not talking to the right people. Mm -hmm. Who are you um, Who are you listening to? Mm -hmm. Who are you speaking to? Who are you, I mean, and I, I don't wanna go off on a tangent about doing research, the, not the right people doing research, and also not the right people producing information, right? Mm -hmm. We have people like teachers, right? Are you listening to what your students are saying? Are you mm -hmm. listening to what your parents? Mm -hmm. What about your community? Those are the people that you need to, to, to have a conversation with and really, go. really hear about what they need and not what you think they need. And I think also at the, at the, uh, at the moment, there is a, uh, a cacophony of 
noise, people talking. Yeah. Everybody mm. thinks they know. Everybody Everything. thinks they, they know have the answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you said, you know, I think also what, in addition to what Dr. Simone said, we want to create a platform where you can speak. I think we all have thoughts and ideas. Yeah. We all like or don't like things, or would appreciate if something is um, improved. Right for our benefits, for us to not feel yeah. so fearful because of our skin color, right. right, or because of where we're from, being stereotyped. Right. Um, but also, we don't—we're not giving the opportunity to feel like we can speak freely without additional judgment. And not mm-hmm. only that, when we speak now, 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 I Reach. don't want to get started. <laughs> I don't want to get started, but it's okay that we speak. Mm-hmm. And and you know, if I if I remember correctly, when it comes to the therapeutic process and in counseling, mm-hmm. you know, a conversation is two way. Yeah. One person speak or a group speak, and someone has to listen. So we might be speaking, but who is listening? Are they listening? Are they listening? I think one of the the things that I'm most concerned about is that as we look towards the future after COVID-19 and how we'll be able to liberate ourselves to whatever um, the new normal is, Mm -hmm. that there has to be this this incentive for us um, to, to not only listen but act. Um, so many times we get around in, in forums like this and we have roundtable discussions and there's no no action from it. There's no new knowledge produced from it. And one of the things that, that I would like to do is sort of create this urgency, as Dr. King says, of now, this insistency that if anything is going to change, we have to organize ourselves to do it. So yeah. I hope that people are have called in because we want to hear your perspective. We don't think in a vacuum. And that's another no. thing. We don't think in a vacuum. Awesome. I want and to say one thing really quickly. Um, Dr. Maggie Dela Cruz, and if I said this incorrectly, Maggie Dela Cruz, Instagram. Right? She said the new normal is ensuring that everyone has the same resources. Many students don't have the opportunity to have laptops and hmm. Wi-Fi due to low income. Look at that. So we have a point, right? and and we thank you for we thank you Dr. for Maggie. pointing that out, Dr. Maggie, and it's very insightful because you know what, you you have brought up a point that I'm sure is the concern and the topic for not you just pay, educators. Yeah, um, and uh, you do have a caller. Go ahead, just and we have a caller on the line. Caller, go ahead. Uh, yes, I was calling in reference to one of the comments you guys made about the 2020 graduates. Um, I have a senior that's graduating this year. And um, so just an overview of information that we just received as a parent of a senior, they did advise that they're going to have virtual graduation ceremonies in June. But they do plan on having um, in late July at each school, there are 20 high schools in our jurisdiction, and they do plan on having an in-person graduation to celebrate those seniors. And there is over 13,000 seniors in our jurisdiction right yeah. now. And, and Orange so County has done like a really, a really good job, I think. Orange County has done a really good job of making sure that they have informed the community, particularly in this, this tough time. But I'm wondering, because those are the solutions that they have provided, and they're excellent given the circumstances that we're facing now. And I'm sure for the parent who is calling in on the line, that is, you know, like Dr. Wilkerson mentioned, you know, f- to go through so many years and the hard work, as a parent, I know, yeah. I want to share that accomplishment. I want to share the accomplishment with my, with yeah. my child and fellow. So that is very, very great news great to job. hear, yes. It's, it's difficult. Absolutely. There's, there's so no what, right or wrong answers saying. in this. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Okay, what they're saying is um, they do want to do it, and they believe outdoors is going to be better, and they're going to have everyone to, you know, practice their social distancing uh, with their precautions and probably masks and different things like that. But it's only going to be for those parents and those graduating uh, seniors. They, they're they not going to be able okay. to do all of the family, you know, like we usually do on graduation. Perfect. But who is important, the student and the parent? Well, there thank you, you so I much mean, for calling yeah. in. We really appreciate that. You know, one of the things that she brought up that I think is important is she's talking about the solutions. There and we how go. Educators have been able to answer the um, the concerns of now. But again, I'm wondering um, to what extent can we think about this question after after COVID after COVID nineteen? One of the things I'm thinking about is. Um, how do we even disrupt this notion that school is maybe um, seven hours a day and that people do lunch and things of that nature at the mm. same time? I, I was sitting in a, a meeting and some people started talking about maybe doing half a day for seniors where they just come to get direct instruction and they do the rest on. You know, we, you never know um, what can happen, but I think that's what we ought to sort of position ourselves to think about. Absolutely. And then we have another caller on the line. Caller, go ahead. Yes, I'm, I'm really glad to hear you all talking about the new norm because I do believe the norm as we knew it, and some of you mentioned that it was very complacent and really wasn't a normal. So we're being challenged to be innovative in our thinking. Mm. Also, in being innovating, we have to use our voice. We have to use our voice so then we're heard uh, because if not, you know, this click and switch with the digital learning and and like not that. being able to have students actively engaged and putting more on teachers, trying to make teachers feel that, you know, since they're doing the digital training, they should be able to engage students in the same way. It's not appropriate. It's not best practices. It's not realistic. And so, again, I think as a community, as people, those that are professionals and certainly our scholars should, you know, raise our voices to this and not sit complacent in our yeah. isolated uh, little areas where we communicate and, and make sure we understand to make the, um, the legislators aware. We're not happy with this. Yeah. Yeah. Make the governor aware. Make the governor aware. We're not happy with this. We're not happy with this. We want our our kids to go to a safe place. Teachers have always been valuable. They're they're becoming more valuable as parents are having to deal with trying to educate their students, yes. their kids at home. And so we need to raise the standard. We need to raise the bar. And the way we do that is certainly with the data and the the research and lifting our voices and making these things known, not just sitting in the background, yeah, right. letting yeah. them feed us what they think we deserve. And I'm glad thank you, you called. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you so much. I like thank the you. I like the the comment you made regarding sitting complacent. You know, and if you think back in history individuals who step up and step out to make a change and where change has been made are not those who sit by um, just looking as a bystander. Right. There are those who actually there, step there's out. There's a cost. Yeah. There's a cost to stepping out. We haven't or we haven't been able to grow fully in our power because every time we feel like, okay, we're about to do it, right? Someone does something else to take, slowly chip away 
from what we know we can do right i mean yeah. we, there are strength in numbers right but totally and yeah. and one of the things that um in preparation for this conversation i started to ask myself we know the national leaders right mm -hmm. but who are some examples of maybe leaders in the state mm -hmm. of florida that did things regarding change you know i'm happy to share stories about like harry t moore um out of daytona who did the work and it came at a cost some of the costs that you talk about or clara waters who's a former principal at jones high school and for many years did things and and I'm mentioning educators that are in and outside of the classroom, mm -hmm. but I also want to mention young people um, mm -hmm. like, you know, a Dr. Shalander Samuels, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a doctor, uh, like a, a Samantha Wallace, who has yeah. a nonprofit organization where, get this, she is taking mentoring support services to children where they live. Yeah. I mean, if that's not imaginative that. and reframing what we need to do to Absolutely. support children, I don't know what is. But I think that, you know, in addition to what the caller said, one of the things we want to do is make sure it's safe to go um, back to school, uh, that we're not rushing, making, you know, um, decisions that might have long-term impacts. Yeah, definitely. want to hear your voice. 407-894-1680, callers. 407-894-1680. And those are, are on our social media sites. Keep the comments and feedback coming, and we'll definitely um, be able to address those. So moving um, into our additional conversation. I just wanted to, you know, say that the conversation doesn't have to end here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, we are... We are train researchers but you know what more than that i care about the community yes absolutely. i realized that i can't sit in a slump in my house all day and figure out what's going to happen mm -hmm. that if i want something to happen if we want something to happen yeah. all throughout central florida um that we have to organize ourselves to make that happen so i hope that people will connect with us on our instagram and um on on our facebook to keep the conversation going like if there are questions that you have let us know but also if you have solutions share because we're willing to work around we have positions all throughout the city where we can do some work and speaking of which we want to pause for the cause if you will okay just to highlight um an educator we decided that we were going to highlight an educator of the week and i am happy to say that we have one that we want to announce so dr Sh shelly dr. take it away <laughs> you need to speak it to the mic Speaking to the mic so the world I'm can so hear you. I'm so excited, Doctor. I'm saying I'm. She's a. She's a. She's Doctor. I'm calling her Doctor Karishma Asudani. <laughs> I just want to salute you because Great. you are amazing. Um, so what does she do? Tell she's a that. young. She's a young teacher in high school. She teaches okay. language arts. But um, for the last couple of years, I've just watched her uh, uh, further her education by getting her master's, and she's now in the process of. Um, preparing to get her doctoral degrees and I'm so proud of her she helps everyone she's always to my rescue to everyone else's rescue and she's That's she awesome. always has a smile on her face um she's always kind to the children and I'm so I'm I'm, I'm so excited because it's a k-12 teacher and they don't get shouted out <laughs> awesome. enough. yeah awesome. so that Karishma Asadani, thank you so much for being amazing. Karishma, we salute you. We Linda. salute you. And not only that, we have a nice gift card from you from Barnes and Noble. So, hey, um, and we hope that you will use that at, at your pleasure for your per usual. But not only that, we invite other educators. And yes. again, that's in and outside the classroom. I named a couple, one who is not a classroom teacher, but there's no doubt that she's an educator. So right. each week you'll have an opportunity to nominate an educator of the week 
week and we'll highlight them on our social Absolutely. media and announce them on air. So before uh, we sign off, let's nope. just Oh, we, we got, got another cup. We got, got another cup. Oh, oh, oh. oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do like let's just do go around okay, and say well, solutions. Oh, but we have time. Okay, and, okay, and okay. Dr. Wilkerson, where can our um, listeners and our followers find this form where they can nominate others? Yes. Tell so, us about that. Basically, what you could do is join us on our Facebook, and we're gonna put the link. On Facebook, yes. it's very, and we'll we'll also put the uh, nomination information on Instagram, and we'll put it in in uh, the top of our uh, Instagram so that you'll be able uh, to log on and nominate someone. Because again, we want to celebrate educators, not just because of COVID nineteen, but because educators do the work oh, that yes. needs to be done to raise the the next generation and support democracy or a more democratized society. Okay, we got a call on the line. Uh-oh. Okay, call back, caller. We um, We're lost so you there. Call back. Now, while <laughs> long you're there, you definitely follow us, um, Central Florida Education Pioneer. Um, on Instagram, on Facebook, Central Florida Education Pioneers. Definitely follow us. Share your feedback, inside topics you want to, um, and then we can go from there. So definitely reach out to us. Well, what I want to say is that if we could just go around really quick as mm-hmm. we close out and maybe – Give some final takeaways. My major question tonight, and that is because I want to get people thinking about solutions, is who is going to be the architect of the new America? And and in this case, education. And I'll be willing to to put it out there. We are the leaders we've been looking Mm -hmm. for, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't Mm -hmm. care if you work in the school or out. I don't care if you are a manager at some, you know... uh, Something that's outside of education, it's going to take all of us within the community to do it. So in answering that question, I wanted us to think about this idea of dropping the fact that we have to have the hat or wear the hat of being the teacher. Or the title. Right, to be the new architects. And then maybe after that, we think about how we're going to do it. So what what are some of the final takeaways that you want to share with our audience tonight before we leave, Shelly? I think one thing I would like to for us to acknowledge that we all have power. And I know that sometimes, yes, we all have power within our own right, within our own space. And sometimes I feel like, you know, others have tried to dim our light because maybe we don't have as much education. Maybe we're not from a certain background. Maybe we don't have a a certain socioeconomic status, but so what? You have a thought, you have thoughts, you have an opinion, you have experiences. And we have to use those experiences to look within ourselves and see what is that one little thing that I can do. It's interesting they mentioned that because um, this program was not, was not just birth yesterday or mm-hmm. last week. I know um, Dr. Wilkinson, Dr. Shelley, and we have a small group that we do quite a bit, bit of research and mm-hmm. writing. And we have been talking about this platform for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we, we realized during this time and even earlier this year that, okay, we have to get up and get out there. We have to, not for us, not for the limelight, yeah. but for our community. What else can we do? We are, we are doing a lot, yeah. but what else can we do to make sure our community gets involved, our community is more involved? And it's not where it's a one-way thing where we are just here as a talking point, thinking of the problems and the solution. I'm more of a solution-focused person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear the problem, but what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, let's find solutions, you know. Um, so my takeaway from this is what else can I do to make sure post-COVID-19 our community 
is is stable and continues to rebuild where individuals who are normally cast aside or who are sh- shunned and, and oh okay you don't get this you can wait mm-hmm. no more waiting no more Listen waiting to her. it's She's time a to act to now. <laughs> the time is she now she knows things yeah, the now time is now thank you i mean I one of my final way uh, final takeaways is that in order to rebuild education and it's not that it's broken it's just that it will never come back the same right right um and that we have to be innovative about it but within a context of community because that's near and dear to me mm-hmm. and we have to disrupt this notion that people are surrogates within the education system mm. what do you mean dr wilkerson that um unless you're a teacher that you don't have an, a role mm. to play in educating Stop, children right. or Stop principal it. or whatever the case may be right and so i really believe in this idea of community parents school leaders health leaders elected officials and reimagine or reimagining and reframing this depends on our level of our willingness to be partners with each other and to see the goal for what it is, which is helping kids learn. Yes. Um, and helping learners in higher education learn too, because they are right. they, they're everywhere. We were just talking about our students last night. But the other thing and the final thing I should say is that it's not just a matter of going back to work or going back to school. It's internalizing this sense that we have to be very clear about the way forth, else things will just happen to us instead of things happening for us. us. There you go. Um, The last person I would quote is Malcolm X. I'm reading a fabulous book. It's called The Sword and the Shield, and it talks about the dichotomies between Dr. Martin Luther King and Minister Malcolm X, but in a way where we see how both of their approaches helped us in the movement. He said the very source of our oppression can hold the key to our liberation. And so we can do whatever we can to there liberate we go. ourselves, guys. So Beep. look that book. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'm thankful, you know, like you mentioned with that book. And I'm going to have to borrow it, Amanda. Please, let's, let's <laughs> join. No, you don't want Amanda's no. book. She she have no, notes in I'll it. She's going to write in it. I'm going to borrow that book because I'm going to save my <laughs> coins for another book to buy. But I need that because that is very fruitful and very strong. And we have a minute to go. And okay. tonight, this is why. And for those who've seen my Facebook post, yes, I've been annoying you. Because tonight it was going to be that night. And we have more coming up. Yeah. So, Shelly, tell us what we can look forward to next week. Next 30 week. 30 seconds. Next Dr. week Shelley. I'm going to have a guest. <laughs> Uh, Lisa Alexander, Woo. future Dr. Lisa Alexander. You're giving uh, away doctoral right. degrees No, no, no. Today. She, she, all she has to do is dif- uh, do her dissertation. Okay. That's okay. it. Hey, okay. don't you? Hey, okay. hey, hey, hey. All right. Okay. I She's a, right, right, right. You know these these doctoral people. They they snobbish a little bit, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Ivory Tower. Okay. So next week she's going to talk to us about what is happening with domestic violence and how that Ooh, is impacted good. during mm, COVID-19, COVID-19 Ooh, right? I mean, we oh, are, yes. you know, one of the things that I saw reading was that the, the cases of people inquiring about divorce has riv- risen. Oh, wow. Ouch. Right? You know, so um, uh, Mrs. Alexander, future Dr. Alexander, will definitely be with us uh, next week uh, to give us some uh, further information. So we thank you. We are going to wrap up. It's 8.05 and yes. that is our time. Thank you so much for our essential workers. We appreciate all you're doing. Stay safe. Thank you for everything. Our followers. We appreciate you. We uh, thank you for everything. And the people listening online, too. My mom avidly listens to us. And she's a healthcare worker. She's in there with her mask. So I I thank God every day that she's, thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom Wilkerson. (laughs) Thank you. um, Thank you. Right? There you go. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Come back next week. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. That's it for us tonight. Good night. Good night. Be safe. Good night.
Thanks for tuning in. Join us again every Fridays at 7.35 p.m. We are the Central Florida Education Pioneers. That's a wrap for another fantastic program right here on CSC Radio. Remember to share it. Tell someone to tell someone. Join them again right here on Friday. Uh, Fridays at 735.